Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on American Family Radio for this Monday, November the 8th. Thank you for listening to AFR. And joining me today in studio is Chris Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. And Dr. Ray Pritchard's in uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, we, uh, uh, we're missing Fred and Ed today. They're I don't know. Were they on the injury reserve list? What are they? Uh, Fred's trying out for place kicker for a certain university out here. <laughs> I think that the window of opportunity has passed. Uh, oh, oh, you. He I, know, I know what you're talking about. Okay, today. all right. Yes. Uh, 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 what do you got, Ray? What do you got to say? I heard the, uh, I the sigh in your place voice. Place kickers. They're just you. You know, they're, they're great. One he rode. He rode a goat in like five seconds. Right? It's just unbelievable. Oh yeah, it's it is funny how you can play sixty minutes of football with uh, three hundred pound men slamming into each other, and then it and then it all comes down to one hundred sixty five pound <laughs> yeah uh, soccer player at the very end. But that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. You know, it's the way it goes. Kicking, oh brother. Hey, listen, we have some good news to report. Uh, some great news, actually. And then uh, Abraham Hamilton III is here to uh, talk about it. Abe is uh, serves as our general counsel here at American Family Association. Uh, many of you are familiar with Abe because of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time. Uh, on this network, you listen to Abe each afternoon. Uh, Abe, good morning to you, brother. Good morning. Okay. Uh, tell our listeners what's happened here. Yes. Well, uh, last week, uh, the Biden administration followed through on its telegraphed promise or edict, however you want to describe it, uh, to require private employers with 100 or more employees uh, to require their entire staffs to either receive the COVID injections or to be tested weekly. Uh, We anticipated this was coming and we uh, filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration with the Uh, First Liberty helped uh, file the petition on our behalf, uh, opposing the Biden administration's what I describe as governmental, draconian governmental overreach. Um, Gratefully, over the weekend, actually about midnight on Saturday night, uh, when we filed our petition in the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals at at about midnight Saturday night uh, or Sunday morning, however you want to describe that, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals granted our petition and ordered an emergency temporary stay of the Biden administration's mandate. They specifically said, because, quote, because the petitions give cause to believe there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with the mandate, the mandate is hereby stayed pending further action by this court, end quote. So to say it succinctly to sum it all up, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said, in light of our petition, as well as other people that filed petitions as well, but we were one of the people, one of the parties who filed because we at AFA have over 100 employees, uh, we said this is unconstitutional and illegal, and we asked the court to prevent it from being implemented. And the court agreed with our request and said, by the administration, not so fast, my friend. You cannot do this. Now, 
<clears throat> this is this is great news because it happened so quickly, and that the court used language like they did, mm-hmm. uh, saying a, saying grave. What did they say? Quote grave. What grave statutory and constitutional issues. Yes. Now, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is in New Orleans, your hometown, Abe. Yes. And <clears throat> it governs the uh, or its jurisdiction, I should say, although the probably the same thing is Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. That's right. Right? So um, uh, what about the other federal courts uh, around the country? Might they also say the same thing uh, in the coming days or yes. today even? Yes, and, and I, I know for a fact that there are petitions very similar to the ones we filed, mm-hmm. to the one we filed in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals being filed in several other, other circuits around the country. Um, so we, we very well may see t- today. Okay, what happens next? Yeah, what happens next is, uh, depending on what states, where they line up, the potential exists for some circuits to have a different decision, or there are some circuits will have the same decision. Ultimately, the Supreme Court will, will review which states have said what, and ultimately will have a consolidated case that will go before the Supreme Court uh, in short order. And I, I think we very well could see uh, a Supreme Court a ruling on this issue at a minimum on the emergency stay that the court granted uh, even before the expiration of the year. Uh, because even though the Biden administration said they will implement their mandate, that's called a emergency temporary standard, but it doesn't go into effect until January. So if the point is to stop the spread of COVID, you're going to go through all the holiday seasons and all of that and let families get together. But anyway, because it is an emergency temporary standard, the court will review it on that emergency basis, which is why you saw the Fifth Circuit respond so quickly because it's acting under the auspices that it is an emergency, so it requires immediate attention from the court. And uh, the court itself even said the stay is put in place uh, pending additional review by that court on the merits of the case on an expedited review basis. Now, are you, Abraham Hamilton, going to have to appear before the federal court in New Orleans? No, we First Liberty is representing us in this particular litigation. Kelly Shackelford, our yes. friends there. Yes. So this is a joint, uh, but, the, but they're going to be the litigators. Yes, should it come to that? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Did you have a question, uh, Chris, and then Ray? Yeah. And then was, uh, Abe's got to get out of here. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you, um, what what happens if, let's say, all the appeals court agree that Biden doesn't have the authority here? Does it have to go to the Supreme Court? It, it doesn't have to, but I will tell you the Supreme Court is going to want to weigh in so that it is a, a court that has jurisdiction over all of the courts of the country will have a unified, consolidated okay. opinion. So a, this is a, a great victory. It's a huge it's, victory. It, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one step, right? It, and it's a step in the right direction. For our listeners, what was the essence of the argument that the that the circuit court upheld? What argument did we, did our side make against yes. the mandate? So first- right, Listen to this, people. Excuse me, Abe, yeah, for interrupting here. I'm yeah. going to stop everybody. You need to listen to what Abe's about to say. Great question, Ray. I should have asked it myself, and I would have thought about it eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you thought about it first. But this uh, and this is the last question for Abe because he's got other media requests waiting on him. Uh, but uh, this is very important. The two point, I got it right, Abe. Two, two really three. Two two but- ba- two two or three basic points that Abe and our good friends at uh, Liberty uh, First Liberty, excuse me, First Liberty, the the argument that the that the Fifth Circuit Court, Federal Appellate Court, uh, agreed with us on. Go ahead. First, as a Christian ministry, 
we believe the Bible is the infallible word of God. The word of God teaches that the conscience and the rights of conscience are sacred. Mm -hmm. We argued that as an employer, a Christian ministry who also employs over 100 staff members, that the word of God prevents us from intruding upon our employees' consciences concerning this vaccine. We cannot and we will not be the governmental arm to compel our staff members to violate their consciences. Whatever our staff members believe about the vaccines, that we cannot be compelled by the government to, in, to intrude upon their rights of conscience. So that's one argument that we made on a religious liberty front. Second, this is kind of going along the equal protection front. If the emergency temporary standards goal is to prevent infections from COVID and the spread of COVID, then why would it implement this unequal testing regimen that will require only the quote-unquote unvaccinated staff members to be tested when we know that people who are vaccinated, they can still contract COVID and they can still spread it. So if vaccinated people can still contract COVID and spread it, why would the Biden mandate exempt them from being having, having to be tested every week? Does that make sense? Do you have an answer for that? I, what, what would the Biden administration say to that? What would Jen Psaki say? Well, Should I, she not be on six months of quarantine now? Well, uh, I'll tell you this. The Fifth Circuit gave Jen Psaki and the Biden administration until 5 p.m. today to answer that question. Wow. 5 today? P.m. By 5? They better 5 answer. 5 p.m. today, November 8th. The government shall respond to the petitioner's motion for permanent injunction by 5 p.m. on Monday, November 8th. They're going to have to circle back. They have well. to circle back by 5 p.m. today to answer that question. Wow. Yes. All right. Praise God. This is wonderful news, uh, at least so far. Mm -hmm. I, uh, then the third one, I would just say very, oh, yes, very go ahead. The government requires this testing regimen, but it will require us as the ministry of AFA to pay for it mm -hmm. and to incur the liability that would flow from injecting ourselves and our, into our staff's private health decisions. Yeah. And that is something that we cannot and we will not do either. Yeah. Daily Wire mentioned that last week in their press call about their challenge of it as well. They're saying, you know, you're going to have to make us test our employees and pay for it. And that was this one is, issue uh, they had. You know, that that angle, uh, that, that point number two you made, I had not heard before, but makes perfect sense. Uh, just to repeat, folks, what Abe is arguing uh, here, what, he, what argument, our argument is at AFA and First Liberty and perhaps some others, but is this. Listen, the, quote, vaccine, it is a, technically a vaccine, but I say quote because it's 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 now it, the effectiveness of it is so poor against uh, the variants that it's really not a much of a preventative anymore now. So, but what what the argument is here? Listen, uh, if you're going to compel people who don't have who aren't vaccinated uh, to get the you know the shot, the COVID shot. Well, what about the people who are vaccinated? Because they are not, they are not uh, stopping the spread. They they can contract it and they can spread it just like the unvaccinated. So therefore, it's an unequal treatment. Yes. What do you call it? An unequal. Yeah. It's a violation of equal protection. Equal protection. Mm -hmm. e equal protection. You know, uh, this just goes to point out. This is all about. And I didn't believe this at first. I mentioned this before. I gave. I gave a, a lot of people with power the benefit of the doubt at the opening of the pandemic and as we went along. But I have come to the place now where I think this is clear. 
the political left in this country wants you wants Americans to bow the knee to the to the dictates of the federal government in the name of public health. This is no longer about controlling the the virus. If it were about controlling the virus and we were under a national emergency, why in the world would you wait till January 5th to impose this? Mm-hmm. Why in the world would you wait two more months to impose this? All the while, if you really believe the left's argument, the pandemic is raging out of control and people are dying in the streets. Therefore, yeah. we've got to stop this. No, this is about setting a precedent that in the future, a uh, the left that well they would only say this if if uh, their guys in the White House if 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 Trump were in the White House and he was saying this then they would be freaking out saying he can't we've got a dictator in the White House. Mm-hmm. Biden said a few months ago or maybe it was been a year ago he couldn't do this. He could not issue a a presidential mandate for people to inject themselves with with a shot. He said he couldn't do it, but yet he did it anyway. So uh, we'll see where this goes. I hope quickly the Supreme Court of the United States will say this is uh, unconstitutional. I know the uh, attorney generals of red states have filed together, joined together, uh, resisting this. The governor of the state of Kansas, who is it, Ray, did you see this? The governor, state yeah, of Kansas. Yeah. She's a Democrat. She right. says, I'm not, I'm not going to impose this Biden mandate because this is a issue that should be handled at the state level. Did you see this? It's it's huge because she has generally followed along with the Democrat line all the way, Mm -hmm. right? But she is breaking with the National Party to say in Kansas, no, we're not Mm -hmm. going to uphold the mandate. Tim, that's big. Maybe she'll be the first of a number of other. You know, Kansas is, we're more of a red state than a blue state. Right. More that way. Right. Okay. Then there's there's some other Democrat governors Mm -hmm. in states just like Kansas. Maybe we'll see others taking the same stance so yeah that's a huge step yeah all right thank you abe thank, thank you appreciate it brother all that's right. abraham you, hamilton the third you can join abe on his show this afternoon at 505 central time 505 central time this afternoon monday through friday the hamilton corner hosted by abe hamilton abe is a constitutional attorney by the yes way. and much like dan Celia, if abe cut it back to 25 hours a day eight days a week he'd only be cutting back <laughs> that's right that's right chris woodward with me uh, with um, ray pritchard we thank you for listening to american family radio should you want to join us on the internet facebook or youtube you can uh, facebook or youtube just type in today's issues just type in today's issues uh and you can watch the show there we are I'll get Walker over here. Uh, we, 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 our, our own live streaming service is we're getting it off the ground too. So American Family Association, we're delighted about that news, and we'll tell you more about that later. All right, Chris, what else is in the news? Well, let's mention this because police are still investigating it, and there's a lot of mystery uh, surrounding this uh, terrible uh series of events at astro world festival there in the houston area we had thousands of concert goers uh at this event uh on friday uh and right now we have at least eight deaths uh many injured after reports of what appeared to be a crowd surge during a performance by a rapper named travis scott i'm not familiar with uh 
his uh, contributions to music. Uh, but the weird thing about it is uh, we also have stories about how some of the people there may have been injected with drugs. Um, you, mean, you mean in the crowd? Yes, people in the crowd may have been injected with so drugs. So somebody, somebody went around sticking people. It's what it appears to be. Uh, there are <laughs> news reports out of Australia about that. Uh, we have something from Deadline.com uh, here in the U.S. Uh, Fox News also had something. Police confirm Astro World security guard was likely injected. Uh, so somebody, it's somebody very bizarre. Said, somebody said this was upwards of 50,000 people. Yeah, USA Today says thousands of concert goers. Um, so that... That I would just, be uh, I, I, possible. You know, short of a football stadium, Ray, I've never heard of a, that many people. At a, and maybe this was a – I'm not familiar with Astro World, but go ahead. You know, I don't know anything about Astro World in terms of the size of it. It was obviously packed. And there is a video of this guy continuing to perform. I was going to say sing, but sing, rap, whatever it was, continuing to perform while the crowd surge is taking place. People are clearly being injured shooting is taking place and he just keeps on performing. So number one, there's going to be, there's going to be some culpability there, I believe as the, as it continues. But this thing about the injections guys, this is like something you, something you from a James Bond movie mm-hmm. or the old mission impossible series, you know, yeah. where you, they come up and pat you on the back or, you know, and, and then they slip something in. How is this even possible to do? I mean, and by, by the way, do we know, what they were injecting? Is it fentanyl or is it something else? Do we know? I, I'm not certain of that. Um, and the weird thing is we don't see a lot of stories today about the injections. I mean, I rattled off a couple of examples, but it's just a few examples really that are out there. A lot of the news reports just happen to be um, saying these people died because of a rush to the crowd. Um, and really, um, you know, at least eight deaths, many injured. This is not that far off from being that really terrible um, incident back in the late 70s, which is before my time. You guys may remember this. And but what, you had, Alt- Altamont? Well, that is one, but you also had one in the, uh, the Cincinnati area where people uh, uh, got trampled at like a stage right? Uh, at an event. That actually was a part of a plot line of a WKRP episode one time, uh, which I saw not too long ago. So, Really a bizarre series of events that police are still investigating. Yeah, 13 people remain hospitalized Sunday. Eight people died, and over 300 people were treated at a field hospital at the concert. So, And you got, we got questions here. Did yeah. this quote just happen? I mean, was it just a concert goers who got stirred up and got all out of control? Or was there something more, and I don't know, but something more malevolent? Did, yeah, right. Was somebody setting this thing up? I don't know. Yeah, the uh, rapper, fellow's name is Travis Scott. He he said that he didn't realize the severity of what was going on out there in the crowd and in the audience. Of course, when you've got uh, that many people, they're already worked up and right. rambunctious, right? Right. Anyway, because they're at a concert and uh, this isn't, you know, a symphony, right? No. Okay. This is a rap concert, and it's very a lot of energy there. That's a good so, way to put it. It's a lot of energy, a mm-hmm. lot of activity, a lot of stuff and, going on in, well, in, got, in the crowd. And, and security, security, quite frankly, can't can't no, you can't control all those people. So anyway, very sad, unfortunate what happened there. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to anything where fifty thousand people are standing up, walking around, 
you know, that close together. Yeah. The potential for for something bad happening or is great. Sure. I like sporting events. Uh, I like going to sporting events, but I'm also reaching that point in life where I'm like, I'm just as good sitting here at my house eating my food and using my bathroom as opposed to going to the stadium. Yeah. Well, most sporting events you have seating. Well, that's true. I don't know that they had seating here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You got people, uh, thousands standing around. And really, uh, you know, concert um, concerts themselves are still reeling and dealing with uh, COVID and the whole, you know, this or that policy, depending on where the concert is going to be held. And now you had something like this. <clears throat> I don't think they're dealing with COVID anymore. Well. Where are they dealing with COVID, Chris? Uh, LA, New York? Wherever Joe Biden says. And whatever Fauci uh, decides this right, hour, that's going right. to be different from later well, this but, afternoon. But clearly not in Houston, right? I mean, no. Just, well, that's no. true. Uh, Texas is a different place than, Listen, let's say, Listen, millions of people are going to football games every weekend in America, and there's no super spreaders going on here. As Bill Maher said, Bill right. Maher now, mm-hmm. right? lefty, Bill Maher, he said right. the pandemic is over. So let's quit acting like it's still raging. That's a good point. And, well, uh, he said he said there's a big difference between the red states and the blue states, and yeah. he likes it better in the red states. Yeah, Bill Maher said that. Yeah, Bill Maher. Uh, all right, you're listening to the radio program today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Um, so, uh, so where Biden Biden's numbers are horrible. Yeah, no matter uh, who's doing the survey these days, uh, Biden's approval ratings are really low, if not at historic lows. Uh, for example, Fox News, uh, their top story at the moment, and this is their headline, guys, President Biden's bleak approval ratings get worse, and VP Kamala Harris's numbers are even lower. Uh, there's a USA Today poll out today as well that finds Biden's approval rating hits 38%. One issue with a lot of people is the economy. Other people are not happy with the mandate. Thirty-eight well, percent. Whoa. Uh, thirty-eight percent approval rating for Biden. 59% disapproval. Mm-hmm. That's even more troubling. You, you don't have a lot of margin in for there, them. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and can you imagine uh, BP Harris walking into Biden going, well, you, uh, you're, your numbers are down, sir. You're, you're killing us. Well, uh, I don't and know if she would going, say something like that. Go ahead. What now? And what would he say? And he's going. Look at your own. <laughs> no, I know. He was saying you're one to talk. If he could remember to say it, he would say, you know, listen, <laughs> my numbers may be bad, but yours, yours are abysmal. Yeah, and it's the reason it's really not good for uh, Biden is Republicans just had a really good showing in Virginia and in New Jersey, uh, and it is a midterm election season in which we're about to enter into, and historically speaking, the president in the White House, his party, tends to lose seats in Congress in a midterm election. Yeah, you know, it, and, and, and Democrat operatives and and uh, leaders uh, are, are saying the reason for the well, not all of them are saying this. Some, like uh, James Carvel, mm, oh, yeah. are acknowledging that it's the policies, the ideas, and the words of the woke Democrat mm-hmm. party today that's that's causing great damage to their brand and their name, their 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 party. But then some Democrats are saying, well, you know, it's just a, like Jinsaki and others. It's just a hard time to be president. <laughs> Well, no, no, that's not that's not why your numbers are horrible. Right. Uh, yeah, it is a tough time to be president. Guess why? 
because every decision you're making is hurting mm-hmm. yourself right. and the country. Um, so his numbers are way down. Now, they may come back up. You know, president's numbers usually ebb and flow, but uh, it's bad right now for Biden and Harris. Really bad. And uh, I don't know what's going to help them. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming. Our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Are you ready to travel again? I hope you are. We've been cooped up in our homes now for, what, a year and a half? A lot of Americans have. And it's time to get back out and see our country. We're going to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon. We're also going to Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We've been doing these tours for several years now. We've set the dates for 2022. We're going in June, and we're going in September. So you pick the month you want to go. We're also doing those tours back-to-back. So if you want to see Williamsburg, Jamestown, also see D.C. and Mount Vernon will take care of you for the whole week. So for all the information available on these tours, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a wonderful time together with Christians from all over the country on both of these tours. We'll see you then. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Members of the New York Liberty and Seattle Storm walked off the basketball court during the national anthem the other day. The WNBA said the female athletes pitched a hissy fit and disrespected America as a peaceful form of protest. The players held a moment of silence for Breonna Taylor, the 26-year-old black woman who was killed at her home by Louisville police. Among those who denounced the squawking magpies on the basketball court was Senator Kelly Loeffler, the Republican from Georgia who also co-owns the Atlanta Dream. She said it was a political stunt that disrespects every man, woman, and child who's given their life for this country. Clearly, the WNBA has fully embraced the Black Lives Matter political movement and turned its back on the American flag. And now every freedom-loving American ought to turn their backs on the WNBA. Listen to my national radio show live noon to 3 Eastern or online at ToddStarns.com. Beloved, we are now children of God, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when Christ appears, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself just as Christ is pure. 1 John 3, 2 and 3. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to the radio program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. Tim Wildman here with Chris Woodward and Ray Pritchard. And uh, you can send us an email at comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR if you'd like to. We were talking before the break about the uh, abysmal uh, polling numbers that uh, Biden and Harris are experiencing Mm -hmm. right now. And uh, they're really low. I mean, like uh, 59% of the American public disapprove of President Biden's um, work so far. Now, as I said earlier, he's got three years, (laughs) right? Right. He can recover. He's off to such a bad start. But it's bad. I mean, can you think of a president who's had a worse first year than Joe Biden? Self-inflicted. Right. Completely self-inflicted. I'll give you one example. Gas prices. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wanting to destroy the oil industry in America. He and Harris and many of the Democratic Party. Right. In the name of saving the world from burning up. Right? Mm-hmm. So they kill the Keystone Pipeline. And his energy secretary, what's her name? Jennifer Granholm. Yes. uh, Here's her attitude towards the whole, uh, you know, the gas prices we all know have gone up uh, over about a dollar. Oh, sure, yeah. Today's national average is 342, according to AAA, and that's just for a gallon of regular. A year ago, guys, it was $2.11. Okay, so on average across the country, Ray, the uh, price of gas has gone up. You said about a buck thirty a gallon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay, now what are we about to hear? Yeah, uh, speaking on Bloomberg TV, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm was asked, "Hey, what is the Granholm plan to try to combat high gas prices today?" Um, from OPEC and other folks. Clip seven. In Sturgis, Michigan, it is two dollars eighty-nine cents a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the Grand Home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. Okay. A couple things here. That's the energy secretary Mm -hmm. as appointed by Biden. Yes. Is that a cabinet level? It is. Okay. Yeah. So she serves at his pleasure. He picked her. Right. It's not a good look to go on national television, Ray, and start laughing about price of gas going up. It sounded like she thought she was the vice president there, that that cackle. What kind of, you know, in an economy that is stretching things thin for working class families, to hear her laugh it off, well, it's just the cartel. Nothing else we can do about it. Mm -hmm. Well, here's... Here's the problem I have. If 
if uh, Biden and Harris had not been attacking the oil industry and fossil fuel industry, then I would I would agree with her. I would say, you know what, she can't control the world uh, oil market. I mean, no one person can. Right. So you know, it's not it's not the it's not Biden's fault that gas has gone up. Okay, that would be that would be a fair way to look at this. But when Biden first thing he does is shut down the Keystone Pipeline, and yesterday in, announced what he's going after another pipeline in Michigan, in Michigan, where Granholm used to be governor. Yes. The, the lady we just heard, mm-hmm. she used to be Michigan's governor? Yes. Right. right. Okay. And then they replaced her with that champion of freedom, Whitmer. No, right? she was, uh, Granholm was before Rick Snyder, and then Whitmer replaced uh, Mr. Snyder. All right. Well, so what I'm saying, folks, is the re- one of the reasons gasoline prices are going up is because Biden is going after the oil industry. Mm-hmm. And wanting to close down any kind of American production of uh, basically, in the end, gasoline mm-hmm. and other other energy sources. So, so Biden's Biden's attacking uh, 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 America being able to produce our own gasoline. I know it has to be refined. Right. You don't you don't drill gasoline out of the ground in West Texas. I understand that. <laughs> Four people right. email me and say, "Hey, you don't <laughs> stick the water you, hose down in there, you bumpkin. Right, right. You don't. You don't even <laughs> understand how this works. No, I do understand how it works. I couldn't do it, but I understand how it works. But, but so Biden is is basically asking Russia and OPEC to produce more oil mm-hmm. while he cuts our own ability in our own country to produce oil. Yeah." There's two things. That, how, how does that make any sense? It, well, and it doesn't. And, and this is not even the first time that she's made a really crazy comment like that. Back in May. Uh, who, the this colonial, energy secretary yes. we just heard who laughed at gas prices going up? Yes. In, in May, at a press conference uh, in Washington, D.C., she was asked about the Colonial Pipeline situation. That was the pipeline that was a victim of a cyber attack and caused fuel shortages in the southeast and mid-Atlantic states. She was asked about that. And she said, if you drive an electric car, fuel shortages would not be a concern for you right now. So this is arguably the second time she's dismissed issues with gas. People live in a dream world. The other thing is, she talked about how OPEC acts like a cartel, and it does. But oil is sold in dollars, and we could we could make an announcement today. Joe Biden could make an announcement today and say, we're going to open up all the outer continental shelf we're going to open up exploration in federal lands state lands all this stuff and just that announcement alone would impact the markets to the point that it would drive the prices down because so many people are going to think there's a supply uh, a glut of supply about to enter into the market what's the big picture here Abe? i mean uh, right well number one what motivation does opec have to do anything joe biden asked them to do look we we've known for decades OPEC is a cartel, and they act like a cartel, and they control a large part of the world oil market. So just saying, pretty please, Mr. OPEC, would you would you turn the spigot and give us more oil? If you don't give them a motivation, either 
either it's carrot or the stick. If you don't either promise to punish them or right. promise to reward them, they're never going to change. So in light of that, then, what sense could it possibly make, possibly make, then to shut down yet one more pipeline, guaranteeing that the prices are going to go from, what did you say, Chris, 340 something like that? I mean, it's going to be three seventy three. We're going to be we're going to be looking right. at four dollar gas here before too long. Oh, sure, yeah. This this may surprise a lot of people, but we're in the period of the year where, uh, historically speaking, gas prices tend to be cheaper. Based on uh, we don't require the certain we don't require certain things to be added to it this time of year. That's why gas tends to be cheaper uh, around Thanksgiving, Christmas, that winter. Yeah, people uh, are not traveling yes, as much versus as like spring and summer. If you right. think gas prices are bad today, <laughs> if nothing right. changes under Joe, I love vanilla cones, Biden, it's going to be much worse come spring break. I tell you another thing, o- OPEC is not going to bail them out, and why should they? No. They 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 got their own deal going over there. They got a good thing going, yeah. making billions of dollars. Why would they bail out the president? They're not. Well, Here's what makes you, I hope I can articulate this well. I've, I've done this, I've said this before, and this is a layman's view of what's going on here in the big pictures I talked to Ray about. <clears throat> the in, uh, environmental wackos, to reference a Rush Limbaugh quote, listen, these people want to destroy the American economy and make us subservient to they want to end capitalism yeah they're not going to tell you that but they want their ultimate objective is not not uh, not everybody who is an environmentalist and by environmentalist i mean wants to stop oil production and and, and uh fossil fuel uh power but the green movement they don't go after china they don't go after India. They go after the country in the world that is the most environmentally conscious anywhere, the United States of America. Right. Okay? And so you have to ask yourself, why is that? Even if we went all windmill and solar energy today, which, by the way, uses fossil fuels to it does a lot of times to uh, – to uh, use those Yeah, things. solar panels largely are made in China. They have to get over here somehow. Okay. We couldn't do anything about China and India, okay? For example, those two countries, which are huge, uh, much more pollutive, if that's even a word, than the United States of America. Right. So you have to ask yourself, why are they coming after the U.S. so hard? It's because, uh, and based on a false... Uh, idea it's more than an idea that we have man-made global warming which is going to be the end of the earth as we know it okay right that's a false premise Mm -hmm. and we may have global warming going on here and there although weather cyclical in in history if you look at it but but it's not man-made okay it's not man-made so it's a so yeah Ray you have to ask yourself what what's the end game here why are these people continuing to why why is Joe Biden shutting down uh, our our oil our end our energy independence and making us even more reliant on the Saudis 
What I, possible? What, what what possible possible thing could? What could the Democrats gain by making us more dependent on Saudi Arabia? I don't know. Well, the reason so it makes you say, uh, it makes you wonder what's going on here. And if if if, if Biden and the, the Green folks were uh, sincere, then they would say uh, to he would say to Americans, we're going we're to start next year. We're going to stop buying oil overseas. We're going to stop buying oil anywhere because we're we're about to all burn up here, people. So sure. that's that's what he would say. Now, what he would say is, well, we can't do that. Biden would say we can't do that that quickly because we have to be, we have to make it a process of converting over to clean energy. But uh, anyway, I could go on and on with a couple this. Of th- something go to ahead. point out here, Joe Biden, and we've talked about this a lot. He doesn't spend very many weekends at the White House. He generally travels to Delaware. Okay. Now, in order for the president to travel anywhere, it in, it requires a fleet of very heavy and heavily armored SUVs, all of which run on gas that gets nothing miles per. No, gallon. they don't need by example. Right, and then you know he has to fly there, right. uh, most likely by Marine Force One. Um, That's using a bunch of gas. He no, flew to he flew to Scotland to save the world from emissions. The lefties, the lefties never believe that rule. The same rules they want for everybody else apply to them. If they were all serious, ahead, they'd Ray. all they they would all Skype, and uh, yeah. not go anywhere. Go ahead, Ray. You know this is really this is really a, a a frightening thing that we're laying out here. If you think about it, because we're really saying or suggesting or hypothesizing, however you want to put it, that in essence the president wants in order to get us off fossil fuels, he's willing to cut off the pipelines and let the let OPEC do what they want to do and drive gas prices to $4, $5, $6 a gallon. At some point, the price ordinary Americans completely out of the market. So you'll either have to get an electric vehicle or you're not going to be able to travel. That's a, whoa, that's a terrifying scenario. Well, and even that yeah. is, is uh, concerning to me because we're already paying more for groceries. Right. And you're already paying more for electricity. Um and there's some other things going on that we're we're paying more for. How are you going to afford uh, a car payment for an electric vehicle that you most likely had to finance? Sure. And, and you might have even replaced a vehicle that you've already paid off to be able to get, so that way you don't have to deal with the high gas prices. Right. Uh, next topic. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the energy and uh, environment is going to be an issue on the minds of a lot of voters, but also there are a lot of folks just fed up with what's going on in uh, schools and school systems, uh, things like that. And, you know, we have spent a lot of time in the last week uh, discussing about how Glenn Youngkin was able to cat- uh, capitalize on Terry McAuliffe's rather idiotic comment that parents shouldn't have a say in what's going on in their kids' schools. And uh, Glenn Youngkin uh, was able to run on that, and he got uh, a lot of people to vote for him as governor of Virginia. Since last Tuesday's election, a lot of people have said, hey, Republicans, if you're running for office, state or local, uh, national, you need to really kind of pay attention to how or why Glenn Youngkin won. And I have some audio here of former U.S. Congressman Trey Gowdy of South Carolina. He was on Fox uh, News over the weekend, and Gowdy said that Republicans in the 2022 midterm elections should focus on why Glenn Youngkin got elected and capitalize that, run on that uh, when you're running for office, clip eight. 
To understand elections, we must focus on the why. Why did Republicans win? Why did a state go from Biden to Yunkin in less than a year? Was it a repudiation of the left? Was it an embrace of the right or something else? If Republicans can coalesce around the why and be disciplined and avoid talking about issues voters do not care about, there may be more victories next fall. Be mindful of the what, be mindful of the who, but focus on the why. Now, guys, a lot can happen between now and the midterm elections, but do you think he has a point thus far? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Yunkin was almost the perfect candidate for Virginia. Purple state, right? Mm -hmm. Inoffensive guy. He's an evangelical Christian, uh, yet he ran on local issues. He he was not anti-Trump, but he didn't try to bring Mr. Trump into it. He ran almost as if... Um, as if he didn't want to talk about Donald Trump, yet he managed to get the Donald Trump voters plus the suburban voters who went for Trump, you know, earlier and then kind of deserted him. They came back. So it's plus he was running against Terry McAuliffe, who just handed him so many weapons, right? Mm -hmm. So Yunkin was the, the, the perfect guy at, at the perfect moment. i tell you one thing that I've noticed, and, you know, Reporters are constantly looking for a question to ask or maybe an, an angle. And we all know news outlets are, you know, in the business of trying to get clicks and all that stuff. Uh, but one of the things that has bothered me in the last week is the amount of headlines where uh, a reporter wanted to ask Nancy Pelosi what she thought about Terry McAuliffe's defeat. Like, I don't care what somebody from an out of state, you know, Nancy Pelosi or any office holder should focus on his or her district and not care about or pay attention to what's going on in another state. I, I, I wouldn't expect my congressman uh, to, to weigh in on something, you know, thousands of miles away. That's just, I would rather somebody say, you know what, I appreciate the question, but I'm going to focus on what's going on in my district because my district needs me. Well, she is in, she's the Speaker of the House, right? For now. Yeah, she's a, she's a National Party leader, though, Chris. For somebody like her, she's going to be expected to comment on that's true Virginia, and uh, if it's just average Joe congressman, maybe maybe you're well, right. Well, AOC, you know, had to do her little uh, right. FaceTime video right. from the back of a cab to let <laughs> to let her, you know, focus on why people can't afford bread in Brooklyn. Right, right. Well, she's a true believer. She's uh, all right. So. This sets up nicely for the Republicans in 2022 midterms. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got a lot of Democrats now are deciding to retire. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Yeah. House members. So they're, they're just, I don't see any way that the Republicans don't take over the House of Representatives in 2020, this time next year, and send Nancy Pelosi. <clears throat> hey, Tim, let me ask you a question. Her refrigerator. <laughs> Because uh, I agree with you. I, I agree with that analysis. Yeah. I had a question about, about Donald Trump. How active or not do you think Mr. Trump is going to be in the camp? In the, are we going to see him traveling around the country, uh, getting actively involved in these races? I mean, he didn't. He stayed out of the Virginia thing largely. I mean, he did that election eve online thing, but he mm -hmm. didn't make a big rally up in Richmond or Arlington or anything. No. How active do you think he'll be? Uh, I think. Uh, uh, President Trump will go where he's asked mm -hmm. to go, where he's invited to go, where it would be advantageous. Uh, 
for him to appear and do uh, do a rally for somebody. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it helps in a purple state for President Trump to come in to a race. He's just too much of a lightning rod. Um, and listen, I voted for the guy twice. Support his policies. Uh, I think overall he was very good president for sure. But let's not pretend like he doesn't. You bring Donald Trump into a race and you ever poked a hornet's nest? Right. So, You've changed the dynamics of the race just by, yes. in, in both on both ways, positive and negative. I know right? some people have said, well, that's not fair because President Trump was attacked for four years and he lost because uh, of this unfairness. And so he needs to be vindicated, justified, and quit. Blank, quit to, and listen, I'm not saying all that is true, but if you're asking me a to to make a political, uh, what do you call it? Um, a judgment or, or a something. political? Uh, how do you win a race? Right. In a Calcula- per- political calculation. A political yeah. cal- cal- calculation. Uh, a, 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 on a, on races, I do not bring President Trump into a purple state. If you have a uh, a good Republican candidate like Yunkin who can win on his own, right? Don't give the left an opportunity to say, "Well, uh, you know, they they'll find every fault they can find with President Trump and then try to put it on you, right? And then make people vote uh, p- the independents vote against you. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So I, I think President Trump will be uh, asked to come in in certain races, certain places where he's really popular. But other places, I would say uh, uh, no. He's got a long memory, Tim. I do expect we'll see him in Wyoming uh, uh, going up against, just campaigning against Liz Cheney. Oh, for and sure. I think, I think we'll see him in Alaska up against Lisa Murkowski. I mean, he's basically, oh, yeah. Th- yeah. he's kind of called those two shots already. We're going to, we're going to see him in Cheyenne and Laramie and, and Juneau or wherever else up in Alaska. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And those are places where he would be helpful. Right. To the red state, red states anyway. Yes. There you go. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, there was a story earlier today on Fox news and it said, Trump will probably announce 2024 plans after midterms. He says a lot of people will be very happy. And the mystery is kind of, well, are you going to run or are you not going to run? Which, how are we, how well, happy are we going to be? Well, there's a cliffhanger right, right there. Isn't it? So let me ask you this, this is before my time, but I know in like 1980, you had a situation where, uh, you know, Bush and Reagan were kind of at odds with one another. Uh, Gerald Ford may have even uh, been interested in, in running for president again. Um, was there a divide amongst the Republican Party, or were a lot of people kind of early on in favor of Reagan? Talking about 1980? Yeah. I'm going oh, way yeah. Back, the Republican Party was split between Bush and Reagan. For sure. Don't you remember that, Ray? That's exactly right. But then they all kind of came together at general election They came time, together. Right? Uh Reagan was the conservative, uh, and Bush was the uh, establishment guy. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And so he named Bush as his vice president, right. which is a brilliant move. Yeah, but United the Party. That, right, that that one act united the party. And yeah. then he he was fortunate to be running against Jimmy Carter, right, in four years of malaise and all yeah. the trouble there. So, uh, High gas prices, Jimmy so Carter. Guess, that's right. And inflation out of control. 
So what are you getting at? Just, there's a lot of things that? between 1980, what I've read about it and heard about it, and what could be the 2024 election or even the midterms. Don't we all expect he's going to run, right? I mean, we don't. I don't have the slightest bit of inside information, but that's, don't you expect he's going to say he's you know, going to run? I, I think he will. Uh, the I the hope media he will try to make it a deal where Republicans are divided, but then you they know, will be divided. Let's not kid ourselves either. Democrats also hate each other's guts. Yeah, I don't know. The we're we're the far left. We're, we're doing some speculation here, but and I know some people. You said you said you hope he doesn't run, Tim. Expound on that. Well, thank you, Ray, for inviting the I, wrath I, of what the, are what are friends for? What are friends for? <laughs> thank you. I fill up my email inbox. And, Ray's last day on here was glorious. Yeah, that's if right. I can talk, if I, if I, if I, can, I can talk to our dear listeners now, and they will listen to me without. And put their stones down. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Uh, yes. Some of them. Again, you you have asked me a question about uh, political judgment here, Ray. Right. That's not, obvious. Not that's whether that's I think President Trump was done wrong. That's right. Okay. That's right. He was done wrong in many ways Absolutely. by many people. Right. Treated unfairly, mm. especially by the Mueller investigation for two years. So let's put that aside. Wow, we're out of time to put that aside. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, uh, I guess I have to come back on the other side of the break. But uh, listen, if you're going to view this as a mission to vindicate President Trump, that's the wrong view to take in right. the upcoming presidential right. election, okay? We need to look at the here and now and who the right. best candidate is that has conviction and can win. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I have a person in mind i'll talk about that maybe when we get back from the break chris thank you for your contribution thank you to this uh hour ray pritchard tim wildman we shall return with steve jordahl and i'll finish my uh answer to this question in five minutes The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.